Hey, I've got great news for you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. And because we like you so much, you can get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, or whatever you like to listen to. Check it out. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And my name is CJ. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is an undead favorite. And this week we are talking about World 2-2 and 2-3 of Demon Souls, wrapping up the Stone Fang Tunnel. And as you heard, we are joined by CJ of the Twin Humanities Podcast. Hey, CJ. Hello. Hey. It's almost like a, a crossing of the streams in Ghostbusters that people fear that, uh, <laughs> that if two podcasts on, uh, on the Souls games got together that uh, it could end the world, but we may well end up <laughs> <Yeah>. saving it. <laughs> I, I, I invited you because I have a, a marshmallow man of some kind that I need to kill, and this is the only way I could think of it. So I knew there was an underlying reason. God. I've yeah. got some dogs and cats who aren't getting along. So yeah. <laughs> That's a deep cut, Cole. That's like a real specific line to a real, like a real reference to a very specific specific line of that that movie of that of that particular (laughs) sequence that we're talking about yeah okay yeah that's very specific i figured everybody knew that but no maybe not maybe not Hmm. maybe um (laughs) yeah so cj uh talk a little bit about uh about your show and talk a little bit about who you are uh, well, the uh, the show that we do, the Twenty Humanities, was uh, was mainly my friend uh, Paddy and I, and uh, Paddy was new to the Souls games, whereas I was uh, a bit of an enthusiast, and <laughs> we just started uh, podcasting. Uh, the contrast between him coming to the games fresh and everything seeming new and perhaps confusing, and you know the little victories that he'd had, and um, compared to you know my time going through the game. Uh, and then trying different builds and just talking about the story and uh, contrasting back and forth between uh, that early rush of the game, which, you know, my own version of that was still my favorite playthrough because I hadn't got a clue what I was doing, mm-hmm. um, with, you know, the larger scale and talking about the, the lore and, and all, the, uh, all the fun stuff that, uh, that gets under the, the fingernails the more and more you play it. So, uh, so yeah, we, we started doing those and... Um, just for just for fun, and then uh, it sort of uh, it took off from there a little bit. So um, yeah. yeah, it's it, it's mainly it's mainly just a a fun thing and a and a chat. But every now and again, when when someone comes through and says they've enjoyed it, it's a it's a really big smile. So uh, yeah, yeah, sure. you can find. I, I, go ahead. I was just going to say I I like the name of our show, but I admit that when I saw the name of your show, I got a little jealous because that's <laughs> such a good name for a Souls podcast. Yeah, it is. Oh, bless well, you. I, yeah, yeah, it, it's super good. Mm-hmm. Well, I found I found your show through. Uh, there's a um, there's a, a place called Cane and Rinse, which um, where uh, four or five people get together and they they pull a game apart from from start to finish, mm-hmm. and they go through various games. And they did a um, a Dark Souls one, and one of the the guys on there mentioned Bonfire Side Chat, so I, I tuned in from there and uh, have been hooked ever since. I'm always really impressed at how you uh, you manage the lore and uh, and the detailing that's there. But you know, furthermore, when you can have a few few giggles in there as well and, and make <laughs> it entertaining, you you've got me. So uh, so yeah, yeah, it's a real honor to be on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. We're we're very happy to have you. Yeah, we re- we really dig the show. If you want to find that, that is twinhumanities.tumblr.com. 
Thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so yeah, so, so previously uh, we vanquished the crazy robotic spider, and now we are venturing further into Stonefang Tunnel. Um, although we can no longer see the sun, the molten core of the world lights our way. There are also bugs that light our way. <laughs> um, yeah, so talking about uh, Two Two, which is where this area really like opens up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Two Two. Um, the just kind of in, in generalities, like this is one of the. I feel like in the Souls games, one of the most natural feeling areas, like the kind of cave system feels less designed and more like something that would would exist. It feels like it's been dug, doesn't it? It feels like those miners are actually there. Yeah, yeah. In In a way that doesn't feel like game design to me. Um, mm-hmm. And part of part of me, I'm, I'm basing that on how many times I've gotten lost down there. Like, you know, just I'm literally lost. I don't know where to go to, to find things. But it's really kind of an impressive level for that. I know in the in one of the um, well, in the the previous show where you were talking about uh, uh, religions in the game, you were talking about sort of four one in, in particular. But I was wondering if because you've got the the armor spider there, and then further down you've got the dragon goddess, to whether the uh, the miners are actually digging outwards, not just for for ore, but as to whether they're trying to broaden that whole area out. There, there's dialogue in this that we will run to in this area that suggests that they are mm-hmm. definitely worshiping um, the you know the dragon god and and mm-hmm. confirms that. But the idea of them kind of opening it out for him is an interesting idea that yeah. I they hadn't really considered. Um, are you are you saying that like they're clearing the way for him to get to the overworld, or is it just like we are building this entire mountain to be his uh, his sanctuary? Yeah, possibly. I mean, possibly it could be a um, a sort of a dig upwards. I was, uh, there's there's that spreading outwards, definitely. But, um, mm. but there's there's something about the uh, the miners in there that almost look like them they're, they're made of clay anyway, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's always always in the back of my mind, almost the the Wonder Woman thing where these these people are sort of formed from from clay by a by a higher power and forced to do their bidding, which would sort of follow through with why they're um, mm. so d- drowsy or occasionally sort of aggressive towards you, but in a really stumbling and sleepy way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're kind of, they're kind of uh, like they, they walk like they're, they're new, you know, mm. almost like they're, um, and, and and yeah, they're not haven't gotten used to walking yet, mm. or just uh, or so, you know, I've spent a little time doing it. Or something that's 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 being birthed is managing a hive mind that's perhaps a little too large for for its own state of mind currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or or perhaps they're just you know they're, they're doing a theme park. It'd be like, well, Lord Lord's <laughs> getting that roller coaster. What should we yeah. get? Well, I've been thinking about this, Brian, and I've yeah. had many biscuits and a, a, few, a few cups of coffee, and I was thinking. Perhaps a dragon god? Yeah. Really? Can we afford that? After the armor spider? Oh, let's push the boat out. Yeah, I, w- I would go on any roller coaster called the dragon god. And <laughs> the last time I went on something assemb- like resembling a roller coaster, like I vomited multiple times. Like, I'm, I'm not a young man as far as motion thrills anymore. However, I do, I'm pretty, any experience that's called dragon god, I feel like I'll probably do it. I, I can't really turn down a dragon god. That just uh, you know, sounds so awesome you feel like you'd be a better person on the on the other side of that yeah yeah cleaner on the inside and out yeah like imagine how the roller coaster would go it, you'd sort of do a do a few loops and then maybe <laughs> and, then the hit, and then hit a barrier the yeah. had to snatch fire. open yeah, yeah. you yeah, hit a barrier fire and yeah. at the end you'd, you'd, um, your photograph will be taken as you slapped the top of its face 
Yeah, it's a little, it's a little Guy Fieri chin beard. That it has. Um, but that that, that is Aldrin, the, the Dragon God was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> five stars. Yeah, Dragon God lava poppers. Like ride again. Yeah. Um, that that is further down the way. Yeah. Um, we we start off though in like a kind of like an ore sorting room, and this is it's, it's scale minor town. Um, in a big bad way, and there's kind of a like really important choice here because the, this level puts the shortcut right on Front Street, yeah, which is kind of crazy. Like the the almost all of this level is optional. Yeah, it's it's and, an expertly disguised shortcut too, because to you know to all appearances, aside from like maybe one sixteenth of the rim of this gigantic uh, mine shaft, uh, it is it is a bottomless pit. You're gonna die. Well, except the, the, I would think that except, so I went, the first time I was here, I went right. I didn't mm-hmm. know about the left for a long time. And what they, what combats that is there's oh, like often a treasure that you can mm. see. So like you go down, you go to your left. If you can break through that initial <clears throat> set of mining equipment that guards it, you start seeing treasures on these ledges. And there are a couple, you know, fall, like landings you'll, you'll come to there where you can't see one. But most of the time you can, which just kind of suggests like, oh, I can continue to go deeper. Here and I didn't. I had no idea about you know seventy eighty percent of this level, the first time I played through it because I just went right. Really? You know, just, yeah, yeah. Went right. You know, thought that they're you know smashed through a thing because they just they place the treasures there as like little, you know, you can go here mm-hmm. markers, and that's the most they do to underline it. But it was enough to to get me down there. Um, and to the left, there was an exploding minecart. So <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought yeah. maybe that was closed off, and there were just going to be continually exploded, exploding minecarts. Yeah, so. I suppose I just I just prefer terra firma to mm. you know to to what ends up even even when I know the path to the right, like when I, when I know okay, I need to drop here, I need to look for this, I need to turn my my gamma all the way up, um, yeah. <laughs> things like that. I, it's, it still ends up being a little trial and error errory for me. Yeah. If I'm yeah. if I'm presented with a um, a few options like that, um, there's part of me that doesn't make a decision straight away. It's like I'll go a little bit down there and I'll see what's there, and then I'll check the other side. And it's like a friend of mm-hmm. mine used to do with Silent Hill. If they were confronted with a load of doors and a load of corridors, they check <laughs> all the doors and then go back and see what was there. And uh, I think it's um, some people have, have mentioned that they've had a form of decision paralysis with the Souls games because mm-hmm. it's not. Possibly because they they used to other games leading them by the hand or putting out a marker or a um, you know some sort of laser line on the floor to to pull them along. But oh. I like that feeling of being so lost. And the further mm-hmm. you get into the level as well, because you can't save all the time. There's this real tentative nature to your steps because you because you're committed. Souls, souls <laughs> does that so wonderfully. You know, hold a shield up that's the size of a door. And then just, be, you know, take every step carefully. And, you know, holding your breath and having the, the, uh, the sound up high on the TV just to listen for every little nuance that, uh, that might throw you a bone. Yeah, I love that comparison between Souls games and survival horror because both of them, at least in your initial approach to them, are just marked by this constant, uh, like, consistent low level, but then ebbing into high levels of anxiety. Um, about mm-hmm. you know every step you know could bring you further and further into some kind of intractable you know situation and similar to survival horror games a souls game over the course of your lifespan with it transforms and becomes something entirely different because mm-hmm. as we say multiple times throughout this throughout this uh series 
um, you know, knowledge transforms space, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah, think there's like, still things that can that can continually get under your skin, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah but it does make a, a big difference. That, like, yeah, that, that survival horror thing is great because it's all about tentative probing. You mm-hmm. know, like you're just like just to push a little bit further into the darkness every time. You know, so, yeah, that's a really apt comparison. And it is about um, about about sound, and um, you know, you, you've mentioned on, on previous podcasts about uh, the arena that you're in, and um, you know, a, a lot of games which which try to mix action with horror now will cut into a you know a, a couple of minute sequence where they're showing you a big 360 degree revelation, and, you know, the big reveal of the monster. It's like, no, just throw it at me, <laughs> or, yeah. or give give me sounds for a few minutes before where I'm absolutely cacking it as i'm as i'm taking it step by step by <laughs> yeah. step that's the that's the fun part it's, it's yeah. the stuff that you can't see and then it's on you love it yep yep, yep. Mm-hmm. absolutely but so, you know going right you, you kind of do the critical path let's pretend we didn't because mostly you get <laughs> miners um that way like tons and tons of miners who can quickly overwhelm you um it's probably the, you know the trickiest miner encounter in in these levels is if you aggro a few too many of these guys but going left is kind of the long you know proper way to see more of the level and uh, you eventually get to this elevator yeah you've got uh, you've got a fat official there and uh, you can extend beyond that and go into kind of what's going to be with a a large portion of the area this huge kind of chasm in the in the uh, in in the depths of the earth you can you know it's lit by lava uh, down below and you're stuck around the side of the uh, you know the side of the cliff there's some ore and you're introduced to these uh, to these rock worms Um, Mm -hmm. Gary on on a previous episode you uh, kind of alluded to seeing these bugs in all stages of their life form yeah. Do, do you think that these are all the same species? Because I see the I see the the, the worms is uh, distinct. The, yeah, the worms are different than the mm. the bear bugs. Um, okay. I think is what those are they're called the 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 ones that fly and the ones that actually live in the lava and live in the tunnels. Yeah. I think are different than these worms. But you do see these worms in another stage of their life in that you see their kind of desiccated husks. Oh yeah, I love like those uh, like cicadas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm way into that. So this this area, like the fact that you're seeing these life forms in different stages of their life, like gives us impression of like a stagnant, you know, kind of like these things are living and dying here. Like it is, it is all one place. Like these, they do not leave, you know, this yeah. is a, a set environment, which is true. Like the skeletons from the shrine of storms don't go hang out in the tower of Latria for, you know, for a drink or anything, but you don't get to see them. You don't see like an ecology. Like it's like a dungeon ecology is really yeah. solid. It's like an old D and D like thing. Do you think the the husks of the uh, of the worms could be um, where the the eggs of the bear bugs sort of hatch from? Because hmm. you know the, the closeness to the to the lava. Because you don't get those bear bugs in the early part of the level, or even sort of it's it's when you um, when you're confronted with the worms that suddenly the bear bugs are there. So I'm wondering if sort of two and two, just putting two and two together hmm. means that uh, you know they either hatch out of them or eat their way out of that 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 skin. Or yeah. I know we don't see it, but. Hmm. Uh, like some kind of symbiosis, yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah. I always assumed that the flying uh, bear bugs were like this, you know, the smallest one. But actually, how they were born, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This is the, the the word ecology is actually really really important here because if you look at the other areas, the only thing that really approaches that is the is the valley of defilement where you have all the various other kind of bug enemies but uh, i see those as being like products of the pollution and not like these natural things that are just a consequence of this environment 
Yeah. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps sort of the, you know, I agree <clears> the, uh, the smaller ones are, are probably the, the babies that have hatched, but perhaps as they, as they grow older, they lose their wings and then um, mm. they become sort of the, the birthing creatures because near those, uh, near the first worms that you see in the first hugs, you, husks, you've got the, the massive one that's, that's near patches. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I, like I love that encounter too. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, yeah. If you if you go left, the uh, so you, if you and that's in that kind of big chasm we're talking about. Um, you know, you can get down to uh, to, to patches, and uh, it's he comes up a little bit later. But if if we pretend we didn't go down the elevator there, um, he's setting you know setting a trap for you in, in classic classic patches. <laughs> um, and the trap is really dastardly because like. The, you know you know it's a trap even if you've never met patches before which i i knew this guy was a shit heel so i knew not to fall for it but mm-hmm. even if you don't like he, him you know the the giant bugbear kind of jumping down like did, he didn't do anything to get the bugbear to jump down like are they in cahoots like how did he did they plan this how did that happen it's really weird <laughs> like when you pick up the treasure the bugbear like jumps down and then he's just like just like i planned it like the like the bugbear is a cardboard box with a stick and a string tied to it and he just pulls it you know this is there's a there's a version of this in my head now which is almost like the the old 70s uh, comedy bj and the bear but it's like <laughs> my name is patches and this is my best friend bug bear <laughs> and it's just like a man driving a truck with a big lava bug by the side of it. Yeah. take take maybe, that monkeys everywhere <laughs> oh my maybe, I maybe patches shirt. is the larval form of these things <laughs> And that's how that's how he knew he birthed them all. He's like some kind yeah. of like brood, like, yeah, like, like brood. I'm a jolly good brood mother, am I? <laughs> hey, yeah, do, you, do you know Do you know what bear bugs like more than than the husks of uh, of sort of snaky ground worms? What's that? They like a lying cockney. Yeah. <laughs> Come with me, I'll sort you out. Lots of treasure, lovely. <laughs> hey, are you a cleric? If so, <laughs> and that's yeah, lava yeah, you, coming can, out. Would you bless me, baby? Like, or is he is he just asking that to every child he gives birth to? <laughs> Are you a cleric or something? Sort of the, the moans of the of the bear bug uh, in the same way, sort of Han Solo does with Chewbacca. Just like, <laughs> be like, oh no, mate, I've got uh, I've got some chicken in at home, and uh, I've got some new books, and oh yeah, we've got all these rings the other day. No, you can't have any. Where are you going to put rings? <laughs> I'll sell them. <laughs> to somebody the bus doesn't leave till 20 till yeah <laughs> go find scurver and sell him a single line economy after this, the, um, the the survival horror nature of the level will be reduced to uh, a, a giggleicious version of theme park and uh, <laughs> mut- mutated 70s buddy yeah. tv shows <laughs> If you, I was gonna say, if you ever feel scared of two two, imagine Patches giving birth to these bugbear eggs. But then I realized that's scarier than anything that actually is <laughs> <Yeah>. in two two. <laughs> if, you're, if you're if you're ever scared of dying, just think. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you, yeah. Um, mm. The 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 when he when he drops this bugbear on you too, like it's the first time you've encountered one of these big ones, and it's you can get out of it if he actually manages to trap you. But if you try to kill it, these things are such pains in the ass to kill. And yeah. this one can't hurt you. Like, cause it can't turn around. Like you can take advantage of these things, mobility so much. So you just have to stab it forever. <laughs> um, and then it blows up and hurts both of you. And I guess yeah. like on higher new games, it will, it will actually kill patches. What? So, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
That's so he didn't think that it is through. the equivalent of slapping it with a spatula, isn't it? Because it yeah. just takes forever to do. I, I haven't found anything that does damage to these things. Oh, you're like, doing damage. You're just not doing very much. Well, yeah, I suppose. I mean, but like yeah, even, patience. even, even, yeah, patience, patience does damage. Yeah, I think <laughs> so it's one of those all. things as well, where if you've got, uh, if you've got magic, you've got the, um, the, the ring that, uh, that regenerates the magic, you use it all up mm-hmm. and then go away and make a sandwich. Yeah. And then sort of come back and you're like, shing, 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 shing for about two minutes. You're like, yeah, I'll make a drink as well. I'll go back for those chocolate biscuits. There's been a few times in Souls games where I've done that. I can tell you that much. It's been a while since I called mom. Uh. <laughs> yeah, nothing does good. Like, I'll, I'll go with endgame weapons and it's still, you know, tons of hits on these guys. They just have so much hit points, so many hit points. Yeah. They they are they're ridiculous, but I always killed them because when I was exploring, like I wanted to get through these tunnels, and I wanted to, you know, when you get when you find them there, I wanted to see what was was under them, you know. Like I always mm-hmm. want to have free reign of an area in a video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the same, you know, when I play a Deus Ex, I want to knock out or kill everyone there just so I can explore it, you know. Um, so that you know, I definitely try to do that with these guys. But then they have the, the fact that they explode, <laughs> which has to be related to. So what are they? They're mining ore here, but the the mine courts carts come out with those kind of glowing balls of swamp gas like the will of the wisp kind of things yeah Yeah, that blow up the same way the bugbears do yeah so there's some kind of connection there but i haven't figured it out yeah perhaps the bugbears are are then sort of harvested and that's that's what's uh that's what's at the center yeah Mm. it's like their soul Mm. they're 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 removing you know for some some nefarious purpose that you know, there's nothing to suggest what it is. It's like their soul, and then when they explode, it spreads these little spores that spontaneously bud more of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, perhaps, perhaps um, they, those spores, when they uh, when they embed in the rock themselves, um, form uh, oh, the, the, worms? the hard the hard stones as well. You know, you know, hmm. once oh. if the bugbear sort of soul, if you will, from those minecarts, once they're exploded, perhaps. The evolution of of those spores in the in the rock is where they where the particular hard stones uh, come from to advance the weapons. Yeah, hmm. possibly it is yeah. possible. Uh, but I like the idea of harnessing natural fauna as explosives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh, well, there's I didn't I've never played it, but there's that one Odd World game where like that's the point, isn't it? Where you oh you yeah, just different creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a cool trope. Like I like mm-hmm. uh, I like the idea of that. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I am never going to not call them bugbears. So I apologize yeah. <laughs> in advance for getting it ass backwards. But uh, they're they're bugbears. Yeah, so. bugbears. I well, yeah. I that's what I want to call them too. And I can't remember which one is right. If they're bear bugs or bugbears, they're, they're, they're bear bugs. Bug, bugbears okay. are uh, D and D D and D along with owl bears. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everything just throw a bear on it. Yeah. Fucking Gygax. Put a bird on it, put a bear in it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. With those uh, yeah. with those big ones as well, I think you you've at least got a a, a, a sort of cue for when they're going to explode. But the, for me the uh, the big problem with them at, at least a little bit later down the line is uh, is that sort of knife that they come out with yeah. from, from near their throat. Because yeah. you know, if you're stabbing at them, if you've run out of magic and You've really got a split second before they they throw that at you. Yeah, they're fucking yeah. tusk or whatever it is. Yeah, it's pretty much just hit and then roll away and then hit mm. and then roll away, which just means this is going to take even longer. Have fun. Yeah, 
The only, the only trick is that they have such a – their turning radius is so garbage yeah. that you can mm. kind of maneuver them into positions where they can't really do anything, which makes it kind of sad. Like the idea of them like outgrowing <laughs> their 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 home and getting like literally kind of stuck in a doorway and just having some asshole stabbing them in the, the, the back. <laughs> They're like that golf cart in Austin Powers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. Like yeah. I, That's exactly what they are. But where is where's the bearbug plushie? I mean, uh, the, 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 the Souls games has been uh, have been sort of uh, under merchandised anyway. But a sort of Russian roulette toy where you can snuggle up with it at night, but if you squeeze it too hard, it might slit your throat. Like, you seek the comfort of a soft toy, but are tentative at the way your own life is progressing. Then fear not, bearbugs are here, just in time for Christmas. You live for now. <laughs> it, it actually, you know, all joking aside, it is one of the cutest things in, in the Souls games. It looks games. like a big potato <laughs> bug. Yeah, it's it's fairly cute. Like I'm imagining a plush one right now, and I want it like pretty bad. He's got he's got like a hundred legs, so you get a hundred hugs. Yeah, <laughs> 50, 50 hugs. You are thinking yeah. about merchandising this now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. You've got yeah. your catch line. You're like a hundred legs, a hundred bugs. Yeah, put our, our baby catch pole. Yeah, baby catch pool. The guy we're in business. I'm just picturing like a cheap dollar store plastic thing modeled after them. Uh, well, those um, those flying bear bugs as well. If you um, if you wear the um, I forget the name of the ring, the ghost ring, they don't come anywhere near. You. Yeah, they don't come anywhere near. You. No. Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll leave you alone, and they're not that that fun to fight because the first area where you run into them is a great moment where you're running by that hallway beyond the big uh, bear bug, and they start kind of like, encroaching over the the railing. Yeah, and you hear the buzzing before they show up. Really unsettling to me for some reason. Yeah. I don't know if this is tapping into some kind of like phobia that I'm not aware of, but just the rapidly uh, beating wings and the hovering perfectly still, menacing, yeah. like staring directly at you. Really just gets under my skin just a bit yeah they're really mildly aggressive too like they're, yeah. they could they'll just you know but it's because they're trying to navigate over this fucking railing <laughs> like they <laughs> want to kill you they just don't like they their pathfinding isn't good enough because yeah. they, they kind of they end up having i end up walking them down to a lower part of the railing so they can all get on <laughs> so i can kill them <laughs> it's just like, come on okay save some for the little guy like get in like and a, then a- the, the Pavlov's dogs of, uh, of, of bugbears, of the flying, yeah. where you just wear your, um, your yellow Wellington boots and you just lead them all on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's just super funny waiting for them to like not be able to get over there. And one of the things I lament about uh, the difference between Dark Souls and Demon Souls is how there aren't really flying enemies mm. in Dark Souls. But you can kind of see why they didn't do it, because they all behave fairly kind of derpily. Whenever they show up, with the exception of the mantises in uh, in the Shrine of Storms, which like are great, yeah, and uh, and a huge pain in the ass, but like are really you know kind of animate well and don't kind of break their their uh, you know uh, uh, kind of presence through yeah. gaminess the same way these guys do and the same way the gargoyles do in Latria. Yeah, for as much but, as height plays a real role in uh, in, in Dark Souls vis a vis the uh, vertical nature of the world map, it plays like a two D game. Yeah. And this yeah, one this... does not so much. Yeah, there are very few instances in which in Dark Souls in which an enemy is going to be on a different plane than you. Yeah. And uh, it happens here frequently. Yeah. Is th- is this Ace 2 2 the longest run in the game between Archstones? <sighs> because uh, it feels like it. Yeah, because yeah, especially yeah. when you get lost in those tunnels a, a little bit further on, it's, there's, there's this degree of sort of having to take a deep breath and just feeling like I, c- I can't get back or. Yeah, 5, five 2 feels longer to me. But that's just because it's more, like I have a harder time with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and they both, and you have to actually unlock the shortcut for five two, whereas this shortcut is just knowledge based. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. that in five two limits your movement speed, whereas yep. you know this might be a greater distance. You can move it. You can move through it faster. Yeah. 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 You know everything responds, even these these big fuckers. So if you need to get through one of them, you know there's a couple minutes down the drain every single run. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah. was surprised when the first big one respawned. I was like, I, I was sure that those were going to be, you know, kind of one-time mini-boss yeah. style enemies, but mm-hmm. not yeah. the case. We we haven't been talking about drops, but that's because there really isn't too much. It's mostly just uh, various ores and shards and things like that. Uh, a couple of rings here and there, but there's nothing really that viable here to my recollection and in going through and looking at the notes. The, uh, the, the noteworthy thing is the the amount of ore. Yeah, you get so like the fact that this is the largest concentration of crystal lizards in the yeah. game. Well, the, the the nest that the filthy man talks about, like you find that like behind uh, two uh, two black phantoms. Yeah, we'll which are really hard. It's so hard because of the venue, right? Yeah, like they're they're running at you up that tunnel, kind of guarding the nest almost. Mm-hmm. And uh, are these unless well, depending on tenancy, these are the first um, unconditional black phantoms you run into i think i think so where yeah. like yeah at least in our our playing through the game who knows mm-hmm. when you actually run through but it's the first one we've talked about they're there no matter what the world tendency is and uh you'll hit really hard and are tough to fight because you know you can back out of this tunnel which is a bad place to fight them and you just have a giant you know <laughs> uh pit like usually where unless you call the elevator right so yeah, yeah. real mess but uh but yeah this is a great place to go if you're looking to get uh to upgrade your weapons to be more successful at uh, later yeah. later places, which might play into the lesson of this level, which is upgrade your damn weapons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, th- I think part of the part of the challenge as well is um, even if you're making your way through the level and you're, you're making progress, especially the first time you're there, there's usually a um, a degree of you can't carry anything more and having yeah. to go back and then realizing that you've got to make it all the way through again. And perhaps even with regards to upgrades, you've got to, um, to visit the filthy man to, to get a few of the, um, the upgrades as well. Yeah. Yeah. And also when you get to that nest, it's like an, it's an embarrassment of riches. Like it's a real, you know, McTeague's, you know, situation where if you, you can't get everything and if you manage to get everything, you're kind of chained to it and can't move. Like you can't take everything with you from down there. Can, 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 um, you, can you drop that reference again for me? Oh, McTeague? Did you ever do you have to read that in high school? No. It's like no. a natural naturalist novel. It's 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 pretty much shit. But it's just like <laughs> the, the, here's 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 some here's some uh, light a light some light touch irony. Is the uh, the main character of McTeague like lust after gold and steam beer kind of the whole the whole way. And if I recall correctly, he is the end of the book is him handcuffed to a giant golden tooth in the desert. <laughs> like <laughs> If I remember correctly, when was when was um, this book written, and how well, like, how easily available was LSD? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was uh, yeah, it was in the early uh, you know, in like nineteen twenty or something like that. Blind. But yeah, it's it's not surreal the way he gets there. He just lusts after this thing because it's money, goes mm-hmm. and gets it, but then has to choose between his money and his life, like, oh, and yeah. that's it. And but the difference between me just saying that and McTeague is like three hundred fucking pages and. <laughs> You know, my high school wrath of, like, having to read fucking McTeague. Okay. Whenever I bring up McTeague, no one else says that they've read it, which makes me feel swindled as shit. Yeah. Because, like, it yeah. was like people were assuring me, like, oh, this is an important work. Like, you know, you should be reading this the same way you should be reading 1984 and The Catcher in the Rye and yeah, Great Expectations. Yeah. Nope. No, it's not a cultural reference at all. No, <laughs> yes, uh, I, I'm sorry for feeding back into your uh, into your uh, perse- quite quite frankly persecution complex. Um, <laughs> I had to read Flowers for Algernon of that city. That's good. I know. Flowers right? for Algernon is good, and I know what you mean. That that yeah, 
The best oh. book we read at school was uh, there was it was called A Rag, A Bone, and A Hank of Hair, and it was about this uh, this future society that wanted to know how um, how people lived in the war, and so they they hmm. took a rag, a bone, a hank of hair from. These, these corpses that had, that had died in World War II, they told them that uh, the Germans had invaded and they weren't to leave their house. And they basically monitored them from afar to see how these people interacted because society had gone so far away from that. And, you know, this was way before sort of reality TV and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was about sort of how these people eventually broke out of the house, <clears throat> how curiosity had gotten the better of them and the world that they found as they, as they got beyond it. It was an amazing book. One of those where, you know, I was, I was drawing pictures of this dome that the house was contained in and, you know, wrote loads and loads of stuff. But um, I don't even know if it's even available or still on the curriculum now, but it was, mm. it was a phenomenal read. Really, really imaginative. Hmm. That sounds Yeah, that, that super awesome. sounds neat. Yeah. I wish I had read that instead. Yeah. It sounds great. <laughs> the, um, mm-hmm. um, so who is like McTeague? Oh, you're like McTeague. When yeah. you, if <laughs> you good. manage to kill enough of these crystal lizards and not have the weight to bring the stuff back, yeah. it's also, you're not equipped at this point in the game to, to kill all the crystal lizards. No. Like the, the spells that will do it, you get from the enemy of, you know, or the, the soul from two, three. Mm-hmm. So there are two spells that will do this, but, uh, you're also limited. If you're doing like an upgrade path that has anything to do with, anything to do with magic, you won't get those those upgrades here right. you only get the kind of you know sharp hard clear uh gray those things so it's of limited use like i the first time i agonized over i'm like oh i better not look at those crystal lizards because they're going to run away and it's going to cost me a time i should come back here with you know uh, firestorm but then i realized like i'm never going to use all this stuff anyway <laughs> yeah. you know like there's enough in the game but yeah the first time you run into it it's frustrating yeah but uh, mm-hmm. it's it's good because like most 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 weapons you have to get up to a certain level before you can transcend them to a different thing. I That's believe, true. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. think the the upgrade path is 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 much more ob- obtuse in Demon Souls oh, than Dark yeah. Souls. Oh, yeah. by, by an order of magnitude. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 I mean, there's, and, there's so much stuff like I mean, Suckerstone. I I have no idea what that even does <laughs> or what it upgrades or. I mean, it's one one thing about sort of you know having a. Having a game that's uh, that's challenging and stuff, but there's I don't know they they could have could have clued up a little bit more with regards to that because you know I hadn't got a clue. Yeah, I I, I said, think I said it before, but in case you know just have not like I'm happy with the number of upgrades. I just wish they were all equally viable, you know, from a gameplay standpoint and from a mm. upgrading them standpoint. Yeah, because mm. like Suckerstone I think is bleed, and that's cool. Like the idea that like oh I want to have a weapon with like really insane bleed. Um, you know, because bleed, bleed works on almost everything yeah. in this game, for, as opposed to Dark Souls, and is a cool idea. You know, you could build, it, you know, do a build about it. But if you wanted to do that, you'd have to spend so much fucking time on phosphorescent slugs. <laughs> you know, just to just to make it work, and that does not sound fun to me. You know, no. I would have liked this this nest as being like a like a real cornucopia of different kinds of upgrade materials. You know, that would have been. And and you don't think that that would have taken away some of the some of the joy of the hunt in other places. I don't, I don't, there's not very much joy in the hunt for, like, have you spent any time in Demon Souls, like, trying to get a specific upgrade? Uh, yeah, like, uh, trying to make crescent weapons and stuff. And, you I don't, know, I, I just, I like, like, like any, anytime you put joyful. one of these, like, really kind of, like, uh, exploitable places in, it becomes nonsensical to go anywhere else. 
And so I could see my, I could see it becoming a thing that just like, you're going to have to spend hours and hours in two, two hunting these particular, this particular nest of, uh, of geckos in order to get whatever, as but opposed to enforcing some kind of variety to it. It's limited the number of times you can do it. I suppose. And it's hidden and well-guarded, you know? So think, like, yeah. I think for me with, with regards to sort of weapon upgrades and stuff, they, they, the get the weapon that I, I went through my first playthrough with, you know, well into new game plus was the, the dragon longsword that's, that's available hmm. sort of a little bit further on. Great weapon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic weapon. You still um, hear it though. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, sort of taking that back to somewhere like four one, you're like, yeah, burn you metal bastards. <laughs> no, it's like, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I went through the majority of the game with that, but I just wish there were a few more sort of weapon drops, which were, I don't know, a little bit of a fast forward for people to start, start pushing them onwards rather than trying to, uh, run the gamut of what does what with what upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and I don't have no problem with like that kind of thing because all of the the initial so the three weapons that popped to my mind that are those fast forward weapons are all really well hidden and guarded. So like the dragon longsword, the blessed mace, and the uh, enchanted rapier um, are all you know pretty pretty tough to find and also behind some meat walls. Mm-hmm. So putting that stuff there and making you work for it, I, you know, is, is kind of like rewarding you for for knowing the game. I'm I'm pretty into. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I guess like if having this crystal lizard nest, if they gave all kinds of ores, it would interfere with a kind of you know lore ecology thing. Is that the crystal lizards yeah. are influenced by their environment? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so like whatever they're eating, whatever their diet is, uh, you know, causes ones in the uh, in you know in Latria to have magical ore. Yeah. Like I'm into that. It just it becomes frustrating to try to you know grind for sharp, you know, or blade stones. Mm-hmm. I think is the the notoriously hard to get one. But yeah. even when I was doing uh, uh, my you know there are other ones where I've had a really hard time getting enough chunks mm-hmm. for things. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But uh, you proceed down this way, and uh, I, I like so so we, we didn't talk about this aspect of these lava worms or whatever they are the rock worms uh but uh they're a small enemy but you can target two portions of them Mm. and if you if you manage to land a hit on their head um you pretty much kill them instantly uh which is again something that was lost uh in the transition from demons to dark yeah yeah Yeah, the multiple uh, aiming spots yeah which will be you know coming in a big bad way in uh in the shrine of storms yeah um yeah, I, I like that too, and I mean it kind of rewards a certain you know certain weapon loadout. So if you you go into this like this run through, I don't have any ranged weapons, and these guys are tougher because of it. Like it's much harder to hit their head, but if you have sorcery or a bow and arrow, yeah. um, you can kind of headshot them fairly easily. Mm. They also ambush, which we didn't talk about, but they're they're set up. They they burst out of the ground, and they're mm. set up as kind of traps. Yeah. Um, almost as you know, sentient environmental hazards. Yeah, and they'll pop up behind you. I think kind of like the uh, the, the the bone towers in Dark Souls. Yeah, or the uh, tree, the ants. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. I hadn't really thought about the the ambush before, but do you think that's one of the reasons why the the husks are left in the in the places that they are to maybe sort of you know uh, shepherd people into certain areas and then <laughs> ambush when when they're in the middle of them. It's kind of like how. Uh, oh, wait a minute. It's kind of like how the Viet Cong did, hid their IEDs in coke cans. 
Yeah, <laughs> because they knew people would. Ki- they, they they knew that American troops would try and kick them. Yeah, so. it's, it's been a couple. It's been a while since we've compared the Souls games to the Vietnam War. <laughs> so we're doing a, a good job on uh, pulling this level apart at the seams and then dressing it up in the fanciest clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That one was for you, Gary. <laughs> at, the, at the end of this level, it would, it, this uh, um, tutu might as well be talking to Starsky and Hutch the way that we've left it. <laughs> hey, they call me tutu. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, I assure you, I do actually think the Vietnamese people are humans. No, I, no, I know. Okay. <laughs> That's dark. I just, <laughs> you don't think that they're rockworms. Okay. Like, I, I, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the tactics could be similar. <laughs> Bonfireside chat dot text. <laughs> <laughs> Quick nobody do that. Uh, <laughs> Please no. I don't want there to be some kind of Twitter feed that just yeah. once a day tweets something asinine that we say. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um the, the, let's talk about tunnels. Yeah, the tunnels. Terrifying as fuck. This is this is one of the scariest areas in all the games for me. <laughs> yeah really disorienting and like what i wasn't kidding when i've like literally i've gotten lost there many times yeah. like not you know because it's not they're not simple by any means like i, I i've looked up maps online <laughs> of these things and they are they are worthless like it is even the maps are, are too confusing to, yeah. to use we've got the tunnels and then sometimes what looks like a stretch of tunnel drops into another tunnel that's further down <laughs> yeah yeah and- yeah then you, a pit then of you, exploding lights. Then you come back around again, almost in a full circle, and you're like, mm-hmm. I can't actually get back up there now. I think I've oh, been yeah. here. And, like, yeah. you know, you you kind of wish you were in Minecraft and, like, okay, I put the torches on the right-hand side of the wall, so I <laughs> yeah. know which way I've come. It would be so a real You're going to dig your way back up there, a little set of steps. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll show yeah, you it, <laughs> It'd be a real good uh, place for, like, the augite of Guidance thing the, if, the, if, the uh, prism stones or whatever yeah i think yeah. they're i think they're augites of guidance and demon souls but oh, yeah okay. the uh, the prism stones and dark souls that's what i was trying to remember um, which ones but it'd be really useful to, to have a, a stash of those here yeah. and just know you know kind of breadcrumb your way through it um there's surprisingly little to find there other than that dragon longsword though yeah uh, other than it letting off and letting out into the lava lake which is awesome and like yeah. a great great set piece did you I, I don't see it in the um is that what you mean by the little vein of lava? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, like this at the this at the bottom of the chasm, right? I've never really looked yeah. up, or it does like the lighting is weird. Yeah, yeah. This is really cool. Like this is really guarded, and there are tons of dragon stones here. Yeah, um, but you have to have insane fire resist, or and they may have patched this out. But I remember uh, reading about. I never haven't got a chance to try it, but a hundred percent fire resistant shield. You can walk on lava if you hold your shield out. All right. Really. And this is where the yeah the pure dragon stone is, and a bunch of chunks hmm. um, down in this lava lake, which is really the only reason to go here. Like it, yeah. it's it's you know Bearbug City, and uh, it's also lava. Yeah, so given, those two things. We, given what we were talking about with regards to sort of the explosive souls, if you will, of, of the of the of the Bearbugs, do you think because the majority of them are down on the lava, this is the the incubation? Oh this yeah. Is where, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there, there's a couple like large ones that could act as a mother, and then there are the the larva or the uh, flying ones mm-hmm. down yeah. here. You don't find any of the middle stage ones. Yeah, down here, it's I'm- a crash of lava. <laughs> <laughs> Bear book kindergarten. <laughs> Go play in the lava, but I wanted a sand pit. Yeah, <laughs> there there are like various shapes and stuff on the bottom of the lava lake. You know, mm-hmm. for nap time and such. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I slept on the green triangle. Um, but uh, <laughs> I love the idea of the shield to protect you from walking in lava. Like yeah. you're surfing on it. That's like wearing a hat to stop you from drowning. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, we're not scientists here. No, I mean, nobody knows how water <laughs> yeah. works. Yeah, nobody knows how water works. <laughs> we're some kind of hydro technician. The, um, <laughs> But just finding this area, like having such a huge optional, like cool looking area was a real nice like souls moment for me. Yeah. You know, like the, the game does not funnel me here by any means. It actively tries to keep me away from here and there's not a huge reward. It's just a cool area, you know, looks neat and there's, you know, a decent reward and cool enemies. And then you have to find your way back out, which is really hard. Mm-hmm. And then the um, punchline is, well, doesn't it look nice? Go back into a tunnel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this, this looks nice, but I can't stay here forever due to lava. Yeah. Now I have to go two back. Options, doesn't it, for the, for the tunnels to go through? There's a, there's, a, there's a false one first, and then there's a, one a bit further on, which will take you through to Flame mm-hmm. Lurker, or at least you'd lead, lead you a little bit closer to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yep. So eventually, I just, I, you know, after having to uh, dataless my way out of these uh, tunnels, you know, mm-hmm. right, right hand on the wall, uh, several times, I just memorized it's left, right, left is how mm. you get is how you get to the uh, um, to the end. Because you didn't use the shortcut, you didn't, no. you didn't end up using. Oh, interesting. No. Yeah. Nope. I mean, like uh, now, if I'm making a run on this level, I use the shortcut. But you know, when I was using the tunnels frequently, it was just like, yep, right, you know, left, yeah. right, left. Cool. You're good. The uh, the tunnels and so when eventually they open up, they open up into the this kind of like temple area, this like ruined temple. Yeah, which is you know which is really really neat. Ruined um, or unfinished? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it looked, it looked kind of ru- it looked ruined to me. Like there were yeah. there were there are pillars on the ground. Yeah, which like, I guess you could go put a pillar somewhere and then be like I'll put this up tomorrow, <laughs> and then something interrupts it. But usually a fallen pillar I don't think of as I see as having previously been up. Yeah, not a. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to blow your mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I like the idea of that. Like yeah, well, everybody's just well, yeah. Well played, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you've got you you find here you find the god hands which you have, um, but one thing you don't have in the notes is that the item description says that they are owned by the legendary Big M. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Big M. Any relation to the other M? Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> God ends yeah. other end. You have to wait for a man to tell you they can use them. <laughs> um, but yeah, the God hands. What are the? What the fuck are these? They seem like they should be lore significant. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh, God hand was that developed by From? Oh no, no, that was uh, Clover and Capcom, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Mm, it gets no. it gets some comparisons because it's punishingly difficult and really precise, but it's mm. not. Uh, yeah, it's not. Um, yeah, God hands. So I, I haven't done like a fist run through of Demon Souls. Yeah. And uh, but these are these are slow, but also cause knockdown, which yeah. normal fist weapons don't. But, but so. it gives you gives you no more no more details about who Big M was. Big M is never referenced again. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm even... wondering because when you get through to uh, to Flame Lurker, there's mm-hmm. that there's that sort of massive set of ribs. That are towards the left-hand yeah. side of the arena. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's maybe that's where the um, you know those that was Big M, if you will. <laughs> it's yeah, not, it, it sounds like we're talking about somebody that would be in that bar in Starsky and Hutch as well. Yeah, 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 we got Let two, me two and Big you to M. My friend Big M. You got, <laughs> yeah, you got M all the score. You got a disco car. It bounces <laughs> you got a disco everything. Car. 
The worst thing about Starsky and Hutch is the remake. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I don't have that much affection for that property. No, neither do I. But I we, we've established, Gary, right. I, I am unstuck in time. So yeah. I, I have actually <laughs> seen and appreciated the original Starsky and Hutch. I have fond memories of sort of um, sitting with my, my granny sort of on the uh, on a couch when I went up to Manchester to visit her. And we had, uh, I was staying up far too late for, for sort of the age that I was. And, you know, we were eating sort of uh, jam on toast, which is jello on toast if you will mm-hmm. um and and watching it and you know I'm, I'm sure i didn't know half of what was going on but it was just exciting to be up that late and uh, you know yeah. my my granny's passed now so it's it's one of those memories that uh, still makes me smile with you know hot buttered toast and uh, and cop shows and mm-hmm. i don't know yeah mm-hmm. i like that story mm-hmm. i like but well, the only thing <laughs> i like more than that story is the flame lurker well played, sir. <laughs> Moving on. Behind this curtain is the thing I wanted you to know about. <laughs> A- applause from the crowd. <laughs> Flame Lurker, dudes. Yeah. 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 Flame Lurker, who is here to guard this prior to like the all the bosses in here. Like, There's a suggestion that they're not like demons awakened by this recent fog. You know, like I think there's something in the Archstone description. I said this last time, but this world has that going for it, where mm-hmm. like these things are are old, you know, yeah. much, very old, and uh, maybe it was never put away from the last time the the fog came around. Yeah, I, I, I'm very attached to the idea that these are these are remnants from the previous from the previous uh, cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely could be. Um, but yeah, his introduction is great. Him like just kind of tearing himself, you know, through that like off the wall. And kind of jumping down, yeah. Someone and he's a degree of liquor from Resident Evil Two about that. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. yep, yep. And he's he doesn't look uh he doesn't look too dissimilar from that like a big on fire liquor. Mm-hmm. The um, he's also in the intro when they show the the little kind of woodcut style drawing of you know what the world looks like with the the demons in it. This is mm-hmm. one of the first demons you can see is the, this guy. Yeah, You're right. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Very cool fight. Um, really, I find this unless you're using you know, ranged weapons, like a really hard fight as well. Yeah. Uh, if you go into this without a hundred percent, you know, flame blocking shield or sorcery, like it's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, but it's very predictable as well. Like you, if you, if you know to dodge backward, um, mm-hmm. as opposed, as opposed to side to side, um, you can, you can make fairly quick work of him. I mean, it feels like, um, you know, uh, you know, Everything in the Souls series is predictable to a certain extent, um, but it feels like the closest thing to the Sith encounter um, that I've seen in Demon Souls. Hmm. Right? Uh, well, you know, with, with the exception of like, oh, elemental damage, and you know, then, you know, yeah, he has like a little bit of a range kind of thing. But just because of being you know, because of how I don't know, mono a mono it feels. Right? Yeah, it's like a, it's a fair fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or like Artorias or something like that. Yeah, the, um, it's an element of of Capra Tomb as well because when you when you go in there, it literally runs at you. So you, mm-hmm. you're not yeah. given, given time to sort of take stock. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, he's he wants to tear your throat out. Yeah. 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 Shock and shock and awe with him. The um, the thing, the only part of him I find unpredictable is whether he's going to do the smaller explosion or the the kind of bigger mm-hmm. one. Like I can't, you know, the the tells for that in the heat of battle will will kind of throw me off. And uh, the times I've fought him without 
you know, good fire resistance, um, which like I know to bring good fire resistance, but on a yeah. build where I didn't, you know, didn't have that and just wanted the red hot demon soul mm-hmm. um, really badly. So I kind of went here early, you know, I were real skin of my teeth. Like the other thing that makes it hard is he's so aggressive. Yeah. Um, and he gets more aggressive as the as the battle goes on. Yeah. Um, so he does not give you too much time to rest. I realize like the best time to heal is when he does a double jump backwards. Yeah. Um, you always have a minute there. Mm-hmm. So that's when you want to reapply, you know, reapply your water veil or, uh, you know, heal up. I'm pretty sure I'd, I'd run around those ribs on the left-hand side in a very sort of comedic way. <laughs> so, much so the entertainer could have been playing. It was like, and when he committed to a smash, I was there with um, Solero. Um, mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name is English. CJ, yeah, so, I have Solero. Prepared so to die. Solero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But those... Um, those ribs, it was, it was just for that point. It seemed like I'd, I'd I could use his ag- aggression against him for the first time. Mm. Um, and yeah. it just it was one of those things I stumbled onto. But you know, when you get those little moments of clicking, you were like, "I think I know how to get him." Mm-hmm. And it, you might not do it the first time, but it's one of those things that drives you on again. But you've just got to get through the whole level to to get that chance. And that's that's the kind of the sting of it, really. Even if you've you you failed at flame look you've got mm-hmm. such a long journey to get back to yeah yeah that's the problem the run is just is it, atrocious. well if if you don't do the shortcut <laughs> yep again <laughs> yeah, by, by, mean, by my experience the, the run can be atrocious <laughs> yeah it's it's purely optional yeah um the uh yeah and and the uh it's interesting too because i've watched um how the the name is going to to escape me emerald on youtube mm-hmm. has done um soul level 1 new game plus 7 runs of Dark Souls and Demon Souls on YouTube um, that, that I recommend. And he spent the most time on Flame Lurker and his Demon Souls run um, because of the, the, you know, the lack of margin for error, obviously, which is always the case in, you know, new game or soul level one or new game, let alone new game plus seven, but also because of like unpredictability there. And there's just this montage in the video of him just dying and dying and dying and dying and dying and dying and getting blown up time and time again. Like when you can only get hit once. That's really impressive. Imagine that, blimey! Yeah, it's 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 really worth watching. He does it. He doesn't do commentary. He does annotations, so it kind of becomes like a pop up video thing. But he's got he's he knows those these games like inside and out, and it's really interesting to see him you know study these approaches. Like Dark Souls is more about kind of mastery of dodging and timing, and Demon Souls is almost like a puzzle game. Like you enter a room, how can I kill everything from a distance before it has a chance to get to me? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really well, you know, really recommended. They're really great, uh, great playthroughs. Oh, Emerald, did you say? Yeah, Emerald, like, uh, like the, like the cook. Like kick the, it up like a notch. The, yeah, the kick it up a notch garlic cook, who's uh, who was obnoxious. The uh, <laughs> take that, Emerald. We're beefing now. Uh, <laughs> shots fired. He's got that's a, that's a reference I, I have to draw a blank on, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. check out that. Uh, he he's the, he used to be. It's like the old Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri mm-hmm. laid an egg, or Emerald laid an egg, and Guy Fieri <laughs> came out of it. Like he's just the evolution. Emerald, Emerald was immolated in a grease fire, and Guy Fieri rose from the ashes. Yeah. Yeah. Guy Guy Fieri is Pikachu, and Emerald is Pichu. So <laughs> Turn, like, turning turning everything everything from the past into Pokemon for the kids of the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So 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 who was Jesus, Jesus again? He was Pikachu. So Jesus had an electric attack. Yeah. Really no. And the Holy Ghastly. Yeah. 
So, I said it at the beginning of the episode, but I'm not quite sure you heard it, so I'm just going to say it again, real kindly. Um, this episode brought to you by Audible.com. Um, and for you, um, our dear listeners, because we so value you, Audible is giving you a free audiobook download uh, with a free 30-day trial of their subscription service to give you just an opportunity to check out their uh, service. So, to download your free audiobook today, um, it could be pretty much anything. Like, no matter what, go for uh, most bang for your buck. Go to audibletrial.com slash watchoutforfireballs. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash watchoutforfireballs for your free audiobook. Um, yeah, so so you eventually you beat Flame Lurker, um, you know, any way you can do it. And uh, you get the the first like super useful demon soul that you can get, which is yeah. the red hot demon soul. It, is um, this the only utility demon soul? I'm 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 afraid of making that claim, but it's the only purely utility demon soul. Yeah. So the uh, yeah, I actually know it is the only utility demon soul. So none of the other ones allow you to like open up a part of the game or get an item. Some of them you can just chomp down for souls, but this one you know you can chomp down for souls or it unlocks this kind of upgrade ability. Is there anything that, that at any point that tells you that it that um, it's Flame Lurker's soul that will upgrade weapons? Does um, does uh, the blacksmith on two one uh, hint at it? No, no. He notices it when you come and talk to him with the soul, but he doesn't say it initially. He might say it's something like like I've seen ores that will you know would shimmer your eyes i mean he doesn't say that that's a patch's line but he's he might say something about there being ores out there or uh something like that but i'm pretty sure he doesn't say he even if he says you need a soul he doesn't say you need this one because yeah. it can be a little bit flaky once you've got it as well because sometimes you'll talk to him and he doesn't do anything then uh, yeah you have to exhaust your you've got it yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's that's what i was going to say you like it's no guarantee so like if you chug this thing god help you yeah, yeah. yep yep um yeah, so yeah, in the first you know first time through the through the game, don't chug souls. Yeah. I'm going to end up at the end of Dark Souls two with like my entire boss, you know, Uber of souls. That's not true. I know. Yeah, your your little glass menagerie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a trophy case of. And this one's from the chariot, and this one's from the mirror night, and yeah. Yeah. like sticks. Be like, oh, I need that one. I'll swap you this one for. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Pokemon again, Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, you've got a shiny. Uh, there's so much Pokemon to, to Dark Souls. Who knew? Everything can be Dark Souls if you torture it enough. Um, Everything can be Pokemon. Bonfire chat dot text. The, um, <laughs> okay. Hashtag bonfireside chat dot text. Make it happen, people. <laughs> Please don't use hashtags in our name. Um, yes. Yeah, they are annoying. The, um, so, so there's a couple world tendency things um, we'll talk about in 2.2 before we get on to 2.3. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing is you introduce a NPC uh, uh, that I thought would be bigger based on the fact that he's in the opening kind of like libretto yeah. thing, which is uh, Skurver the Wanderer, which there's so little to uh, to Skurver the Wanderer. Like, he kind of likes the world like this because it's easier for him to get treasures. And he says something I like where he says something about um, liking the world better like this because there are interesting, more interesting people, places, and things, mm-hmm. which I kind of, you know, if you wanted to be obnoxious about it is a real you know kind of english majory way of talking about video games oh yeah yeah you know um like this is this is more interesting than a peaceful kingdom like i like it you know and and we like it as a player too Mm -hmm. like uh you know we don't want peace in this world even though we're fighting for it 
Like it would make it really boring if there weren't, you know, pl- you know, treasures to plunder and monsters to slay and cool shit to look at. Mm-hmm. So I like that line. Yeah, from- Skiver does does cut quite a figure on those uh, on those little cutscene sort of uh, pictures as well. So uh, yeah, uh, I've I've not I've not encountered him in the game. I must admit, I've not got to. Uh, it's a black world tendency on this bit, but uh, or, uh, yeah. white, well, white world tendency to, to encounter good scurper, um, mm. black world to encounter evil scurper. Um, he's also really hidden too, so like you wouldn't be, you know, you can be forgiven for just not finding him, as mm. well. Um, he's like the white version. He wants this weapon called the Dragonbone Smasher, which is a, a sword that you can get in the next area if you have white world tendency in the next area that was built for killing dragons. Yeah. And, yeah. I love the dialogue that he has around it. He only wants it as a curiosity because this is renowned the world over as a useless sword. Like yeah. more of a club than anything. And that's what it is too. If you see yeah. it, it's like just super thick. It's like yeah. the uh the dragon uh axe or the uh the demon's great axe in, in Dark Souls, which would never cut anything. Yeah, it it's looks like something Cloud would wear, would use, yeah. Yeah. There's something deliciously cartoon about carrying what looks like a giant wrench and then sort of schmomping enemies into the ground with it. Yeah, that, that became my replacement for the the dragon longsword when my NG plus run. Yeah, um, it's a good it's, weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, if you trade it to him once you get it, he'll give you a pure gray stone, which uh, is the strength upgrade. I think is gray. Okay. Removes uh, dex scaling, increases strength. I believe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. If you um, if you come here in black world tendency, you run into him as a black phantom, and he's he's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because he's a he's a caster, he's like a fire mage, and uh, kind of the most noteworthy thing though is you get the the talisman of beasts from him. Yeah, what's that do? It uh, it lets you it functions as a uh, a talisman and as a uh, like a magic wand. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, the, yeah, a catalyst. 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 Yeah, it functions as both. It's really lore significant because it talks about the. Um, I'm going to miss the dialogue, but it plays into everyone's kind of theories about, you know, the, the mythology and religion in mm. Demon Souls. It, it, it's the source of why the talisman, it, it's shaped like the, the elder or shaped like the old one, which is actually the shape of God. Like it's the, the lore conjecture that the old one actually is the God that the, you know, the, you know, uh, Urbane and such are worshiping comes yeah. from us, mm-hmm. comes from this item. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the symbol of God was nothing more than an image of the old one, is what the item description says. Yeah. It can utilize yep. both spells and miracles, um, which, you know, kind of like draws the comparison between uh, miracles, which are seen to be this pure thing, and the soul arts, which are vilified throughout the entire uh, run of yep. the game. Yep. And here's a thing that can do both. It's yep. like bridging that gap. Mm-hmm. Yep. So do you think do you think his desire to, to get the, the dragon bone smasher is because... Not do you think he's selling you a line that he thinks it's a useless weapon that he actually wants to go for um for the dragon god hmm yeah yeah i don't know he i think if you give it to him he just kind of disappears and never shows up so there's it's really hard to say um, well, perhaps it, perhaps that's some sort of either god to him or some sort of he sees it as some sort of pet or kindred spirit or whatever and he wants to remove that from the equation so nobody mm-hmm. can harm yeah. it if if I were going to uh, draw conjectures on him, I would be m- more interested in the fact that he has this talisman of beasts. Yeah. Like, why does he have this thing that is, you know, essentially this kind of bombshell, you know, the, like the Germanic scriptures of, <laughs> of demon souls <laughs> um, and just kind of undercutting the church. So, he, you know, he's an interesting guy, but not so much in like what you talk to him. He has a couple of nuggets of dialogue, but he's not very, he's not as significant as some of the later NPCs. Yeah. Also, he stutters. Yeah. 
So there's that. Yeah, which she, you know, judge him. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. That's, a, that's, yeah. a, that's my half of the podcast. I'm going to say that. CJ, <laughs> yeah. where do you vote? Yeah. <laughs> Gen- generally, I, I try not to pick on anybody that's a, that's a mastery of fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we yeah. go. There we go. <laughs> Pragmatic. Yeah. We vote, you know, we, we, all, all the alignments are represented on. Yeah. On <laughs> chat. Um, if you have pure black world tendency, it drops a fuckload more bugbears on you. Yeah. 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 Black phantom bugbears too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so don't, don't do that. Or, I mean, yeah, if you're doing, <laughs> like, doing the challenge run version of it, yeah, it's, it's all well and good, but it's tough. And, mm-hmm. or if you want that talisman of beast, which is oh. a really powerful item, like, the um, I think there's some kind of there's something you can do with that talisman where it allows you to cast spells that you shouldn't be able to cast as well, mm-hmm. um, or like you increase your intelligence and it uses your intelligence modifier for miracles or there's some kind of way it's called like broken talisman. If you look mm-hmm. it up on on the wiki, I can't remember what it is, but yeah, there's like kind it. of a, an exploit. Yeah, it's the second strongest behind the uh, the insanity catalyst. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and doesn't half your uh, your HP or castings or whatever the insanity catalyst does has some Did kind of black phantom bear bugs sort of drop anything specific or um is it just the same as the regular ones but a bit tougher most black phantoms don't drop anything more i think yeah they're not meant to be extra reward i think that they're just uh just there to be to be additional in- impediments gotcha hmm. yes, so world two three um we're, we're going to be facing our first arch demon here in a moment yeah yeah yep scary uh, as hell Yeah, yeah. So this is this is a temple erected to uh, by the burrowers to appease the dragon bones that granted them their ore. Yeah, according to the script, and, and thus their riches. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, this arena is very interesting. Like this, um, that it is built to appease and contain and possibly pacify mm-hmm. this thing. Yeah. Uh, that thing being the the dragon god, which she cut in that music because it's super good. <laughs> That uh, that introduction as well, where you're just looking through that letterbox, and it just goes, leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's there's a, there's a, a, I mean, the sound plays a, a huge part in this, uh, and this is and the shaking camera as well when you get a little bit further into it. Mm-hmm. But it, it it just throws so many really great scares at you, and so many of them are like. Run, 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 run. Oh, God, run. I can hide yeah. here. You see me. Run. There's, a, there's another degree of that sort of cartoon, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, like a key, it's like a Keystone Cops episode, honestly, because yeah. you are you, you are haphazardly running and trying to, like, you know, outsmart. It's, it's slapstick. It's Benny Hill, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just grasp, yeah. grasping for any kind of safety you can find. I, I, love, uh, I love the... You know, when he can see you and when he can't kind of thing. Like his eyes, like the way that, you know, when he sees you, his eyes glow. And, and when he can't, they, they don't. Um, it looks really neat and is, is hard to watch for. This is also the fight that, like, I have the first, like, three runs through the game. First tried it. Each time. The first time I was here, I first tried it. Like, I don't know what to say about that. Happened. This time that I'm playing it through for the show, I still haven't beaten him. And I tried it, like, seven times last night. And I don't know what it is. Like, I'm doing everything right. And he's just smashing me, you know, at some point when I think I'm safe to break things. And then I got him down and was, uh, you know, I have no ranged weapons on this playthrough. So I'm going through to, to kill his, his chin beard. And uh, he breathes fire. I jump back and fall off the cliff. 
And then the, then the same thing happens again. And he's just like, he's getting me when I feel like I, you know, he doesn't see me. He's looking the other way. I run to go smash and he's just killing me. And I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, I don't know how I forgot because it was something that just came naturally, naturally, I mean, a thousand times. Mm-hmm. And now it's really, really hard. Well, the, clo- <laughs> the, the closest comparison, the closest analog is the bed of chaos. Now, and before yeah. I'm crucified for that, this is, this is infinitely more fair than the bed of chaos is. Oh, yeah, it's more definitely. predictable, more structured, everything like that. But it's still very much in the same vein, right? And mm-hmm. there, there, there is an element of, 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 of random to it yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I mean, both both this and the Bed of Chaos are both awesome set pieces in ancient temples that look really, you know, visually impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I mean, we, we did our, you know, not quite a redemption, but like I've said the good thing, the things I like about the Bed of Chaos in that yeah. episode. Um, this does it better, though. Like the dragon god looks more badass. Mm-hmm. There's a bigger sense of scale to this fight. Yeah, um, this yeah. Is, everything this is about your, it is better. This is your first um, acquaintance with how Demon Souls plays with scale. Like you are only seeing the tip of the iceberg on this fucker. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. I think this is the thing with Bed of Chaos. You can you can see him sort of in widescreen. You can see mm-hmm. you know you can see them from a distance. Whereas this one, so much is so much of a fear. Is, is the shaking of the camera, the sound, what you can't see, you know, the glimpse of the eye, the glimpse of the teeth, the roar, mm-hmm. the yep. hiding behind, you know, even running down sort of stairs and not being able to see it for a little while and almost trying to uh, peer left beyond <laughs> the corner of the telly just to, to sort mm-hmm. of look round. And um, there's something very childlike about that. And it's something I, I love about, um, about Demon Souls in particular, that there's this real almost Greek mythology of, of feeling like a, a, a child that's very lost that stumbles upon a minotaur or mm-hmm. this, it, it just feels like you shouldn't be there. Um, and nothing wants you to be there either. He's mm-hmm. almost always framed until you're right on top of him and he's already, mm-hmm. he's already uh, crippled. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And there, like, it, there's a little bit of that kind of, you know, player versus guilt made in Australia thing because when he's crippled, like, it's really pathetic. Yeah. And you're really kind of mercy killing him here. Like, he can mm-hmm. still hurt you, but if you have a ranged weapon, you have nothing to worry about. Um, yeah. And just him, you know, this kind of grand beast that you've brought down, who, again, as, like, totally as an interloper, yeah. you know, this area, um, you know, it's, it's really, like, a pretty powerful moment um, that, you know, that I really like. That, that kind of happens here. This kind of quiet moment when he's down and just kind of breathing, struggling to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got that that wonderful balance beforehand, where you've 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 got all the scares and the shaking camera and the and the roaring, and then you run a little bit on and you're presented with what is essentially a giant staple gun, and you're <laughs> yeah. just thinking like, "Oh my god, who left this here? This is great!" Funk, and then and then sort of quickly that returns to, "Oh god, he's still moving." Is there another one? And then, and, you know, soon the uh, the dragon god's trying to have another pop at you. And for that for that moment of, of brief elation, you're back to panic again. And to, to flick that switch twice in, in quick succession so well mm-hmm. um, is, a, is a real mastery again, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So the burrowers obviously knew that the dragon god was dangerous. Otherwise, they would not have built these things pointed directly at it in order to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, these gigantic mystical ballistas, the the uh, bolts of which look like the um, the spear you can make from the moonlight butterfly mm-hmm. horn. They've got that kind of crisscrossing. Not the double helix pattern. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yep. And uh, yeah, just set up there to cripple him. And all you have to do, you know, you just make your way through and get those things to knock him down. Um, 
Yeah, and that's, I mean, there's not too much. You can get the, the Dragon Bone Smasher here, which we mentioned. Um, you have to have that white world tendency, which if you don't have it after you, you know, before you kill this guy, you probably will afterwards yeah. if you haven't been dying human a lot. Um, and it's really heavy. So uh, bring your, your Ring of Herculean strength. Yeah. Otherwise, you you're going to lose it forever. Yep. You can't pick something up and put it down right. and leave. Not not a thing. It is, um, it is great in 3-2, uh, um, especially the, um, <laughs> the, the Dragon Bone Smash, for those mm. those massive creatures that, that sort of come in and try and have a pop at you from, mm. from the off. Mm. Yeah. Yep, yep. I li- I like big heavy weapons in these games. Like yeah. the uh yeah, the my my most fun run I've done in Demon Souls was with the uh, meat cleaver. Yeah. And just, you know, fully mm-hmm. upgrade meat cleaver did tons of damage and also, you know, it's about killing guys before they can react. Yeah. You know, which ends up being kind of you know, you can kill them in one hit, but you know, you only get one because you're not putting a lot of points into defense or endurance or anything. So yeah. it's a lot I'm, of fun. Uh, I should try this uh this weapon. I'm sure its stat requirement isn't actually that different than the meat cleaver. So I think it's thirty strength. Yeah, so it's only four yeah. more than the meat cleaver. Yeah, 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 not too bad at all. Um, yeah. It has worse scaling, but it has higher base damage. Yeah. So on the surface, it looks bad, but in fact, it's actually pretty decent. Right. So yeah, and that's and that's two three. Yep, that is mm-hmm. two three. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the the important things, you know, killing this archdemon makes the the fog wall go up in uh, between 1, 2, and 1, 3. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't be going there until the end of the, the series, end of the season. Yeah. But you could theoretically go there now. I couldn't imagine going there and going yeah. through 1, 3, and 1, 4. <laughs> because that's so that's so plot relevant in both of those areas. Yeah, and yeah. it's hard. 1, well, 3 yeah. is tough. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love yeah. 1, 3 so much. So uh, we next episode, you know, we've gone to the lowest lows. Now we're going to the highest highs, atop the terrifying Tower of Latria. And to talk about three one, we will be joined by Jeremy Greer, fan favorite Jeremy Greer, uh, formerly joined us on both of our PvP episodes. Yes, oh, I really enjoyed those. I'm rubbish at PvP, but I really enjoyed them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's uh, you know he we haven't had him on for a regular episode yet to you know dork yeah, out about yeah, the yeah, minutia. Jeremy, yeah, which episode was he on? Uh, let me see here. Let me pull up pull up the thing here. You know what? I'm full of shit. I thought we yeah. had, I thought we had him, but no. He just he just did the speedrun stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that, that's going to be a real good time. Um. Yeah. And in case in case we've forgotten to re- reach out to you, Jeremy, prepare yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> As if he's listening to the podcast. Go what? Yeah, yeah I, I am. I will. Alzheimer's. You're, you're up. <laughs> oh hmm. man. So, admin plugs, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, why don't you go first, CJ? Um, yeah, well, that uh, you can uh, you can reach me on at uh, Coffee Jesus C O W F W J E Z U S or Z as they say in America uh, <laughs> on Twitter, um, twinhumanities.tumblr.com, or if you punch if you punch in uh, Polynaut Soulcast or um, Twin Humanities in YouTube, it'll bring up sort of the uh, uh, the podcast as well, and you can get my uh, my video game critique if that doesn't sound too poncy on plusxp.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I recommend it. It is yeah. a good uh, it is a good podcast. Oh, it's, it's really appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. and, good, and good thank you for having me on as well. I've, I've I've really enjoyed the the giggles and the, um, it's you know and the and the chat about souls as well. But it's it's broadened out my uh, 
uh, my appreciation of the of the lore of the level as well and the eco the ecosystem and the, the structure of the creatures. So that uh, that means the next time that I, I wander through, I'm going to be looking at it in a different way. Uh, perhaps applying the the Starsky and Hutch stuff. Perhaps not. <laughs> <laughs> it should also be noted that it's like six a.m. your time. Um, uh, so. Three forty-three currently, but I'm doing all right. That's the two chocolate bars and a, a good cup of coffee's done. Um, done wonders, I reckon. Yeah. C- CJ, when you think of us, I want you to think of patches squatting down, eating an apple, and just laying a whole mess of bug eggs and ask, <laughs> into asking a worm each, carcass. Into a worm carcass, asking each one to like. <clears throat> Are you a clerk or something? <laughs> and, and people say romance isn't dead. <laughs> yeah. So when did, when did you first realize that you'd fallen in love with a man? Well, this was the soliloquy that was given to me. There was an ocean between us at the time, but I realized I must buy that plane ticket. I must reach this man. My life was about to change. Forever. Uh, mm-hmm. um, of course, you can find me and Cole uh, here as well as at uh, duckfeed.tv, where we do a bunch of different shows. Yeah. Um, watch out for Fireballs, which is uh, an old game version of this and kind of zoomed out a little bit. And uh, Abject Suffering, which is a bad game version of this, zoomed out a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find Gary um, and his friend and uh, my friend through the network, Brayden, uh, doing mm-hmm. a show called The Pitch, which is about innovation and solutions for modern living. Yeah. Um, it, it is uh, tremendous. The first act of which is climaxing very soon. <laughs> the first so act. Yeah, we've, we've been building up to something for 45 episodes, but 45, episode 45 is very special. <laughs> so The long con. Yeah, it is definitely the long con. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can also find Gary's work uh, on Pilot Season, which is the newest show on the network. Uh, you know, uh, Brayton and I contributed the first two episodes, and uh, I've heard the third. It's real good. Yeah, it's just, and it's just whatever. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't promote it on the episode itself, which is probably a questionable move. Um, (laughs) However, if you like me, uh, give it a shot. And if you don't like it, the next episode coming will be different. Um, If you like Cole, and you do, um, you should listen to The Level, which is uh, Cole and a bunch of his college buddies talking games. They're all industry outsiders. Um, Just, you know, like listening to a bunch of friends with good insight talking about games. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really recommend it. And uh, currently on hiatus, but... With a very rich back- backlog is uh, those damn Ross kids, which is a comedy show with Cole's brother. Yeah, that's that's, that, that's coming back. It's um, just a matter of like personal shit going wrong yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah but, life uh, life gets in the way. We don't. We can take breaks. Yes, we can. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just kind of like as a, as like a network wide kind of thing. Um, if you are in the Pacific Northwest, Gary and I will be appearing live on Saturday, October the 5th at the Portland Retro Games Expo, um, 1.30 PM, uh, local yep. time there. We're going to be talking about Mario Kart for, uh, watch yeah. out for fireballs. Yeah. Talk about, it'll be a live episode of the show. So talking about the history a little bit, talking about individual levels, um, you know, a little bit about the series and how it's changed just cause we can't get too into the lore implications. <laughs> <laughs> of, of, where did the koopa go yeah yeah exactly why did he become a plumber yeah <laughs> um you know we can't get too far into that but it's going to be a, a jolly good time and then we are going to have the uh a booth set up all weekend where people can come by play mario kart contribute to the episode um do time trials say hi to us um yeah and uh, you know if you if you're nearby um definitely come out it'll be really fun and uh don't don't miss it because I don't know when we're going to be able to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Yep. So that oh. sounded darker than I wanted to. Like, neither of us have been diagnosed with anything. <laughs> yeah. It's just there aren't that many <laughs> venues for us. Yeah. And it's expensive. Yeah. So, so. yeah. And if you'd like to support the network, uh, duckfeed.tv slash tipjar. And then find us on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash chat. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So uh, until next time. Oh, fuck. I forgot to come up with a randomizer. Oh, well. That, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> um, yeah. In, until next time, uh, try sticky white stuff. <laughs> so the world might be mended. Umbasa. 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 And we all pray that we will have far more soon. Time is getting away from me, Gary. It's okay. <laughs> Keeps on slipping. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs>